Last on, Seat of the Allfather. Max is getting to know his new family, the Mackenroses. Meanwhile, James found the old man with a violent struggle ensuing. The old man escaped, leaving James with almost nothing to go on. The McEnroe's family is preparing for a big event, with Max being the guest of honor. Bad Bird presents Seat of the Allfather Written by Jay Isaac This is Episode 6 Family Night A soft knock rang in the bedroom, and Max, who was laying on his bed, started at the noise. Yeah? Come in. The door creaked open, and Georgia entered, followed by Sully. Hi, Max. It was Sully who spoke. He put his arm around Georgia, and they both took a seat on the foot of the bed, turning towards the young man. We wanted to uh, have a quick chat with you about tonight. Most importantly, we wanted to take the steps to ensure you won't be upset or frightened. But also, it's important that you get the most out of this experience. Max looked anxiously, back and forth, from Silly to Georgia. Okay. Georgia spoke up. You might see some things that are initially confusing or even disturbing, but you need to know that no matter what, you are safe. Second, we are there to help you through the experience. Don't hesitate to bring up any questions you may have. Thirdly, have fun. This is supposed to be a bonding experience for all of us. Max didn't say anything. A feeling of dread was growing in his throat, blocking any words from coming out. Silly capitalized on his silence. I'm sure you still feel very... out of place here. The event tonight is going to be a big step towards you feeling at home and understanding us as your family. Finally, Max mustered the strength to nod affirmatively. Sully slapped his knee and stood up. All right, my man. Meet us down at the lawn in an hour. Dress warm. After the two walked out, Max slid off the bed and went to the window. The other children were milling about on the driveway. 
Two of them played catch, but the others just stood, staring at the tree line. Max followed their gaze. The forest appeared dark and foreboding in the failing light. But what were the others looking at? Max wondered if there was something he was missing. Dread began to build in him again, crawling up from the back of his mind and plucking his nerves like a harpist. He wondered what the night would hold. Are we all ready? Georgia beamed as she and Silly stood on the driveway, addressing the small group they had assembled before them. The others in attendance nodded and quietly spoke in the affirmative. Max didn't move or speak, and instead stood motionless in the back of the group. He tried to make himself as invisible as possible. He shivered in his coat. Then let's go. The couple turned and began moving towards the tree line. Sully held a flashlight, illuminating the way for the group through the dark. Georgia walked right behind him, carrying a large basket. Behind them, the children progressed single file, with Max and the youngest child taking up the rear of the formation. Finally, they arrived at the edge of the forest. Without hesitation, Sully continued, leading the group onto the narrow dirt trail. Tree branches and weeds tugged at Max's clothing as he moved down the path. They had only walked for a minute or so before a light could be seen. It was an orange glow deeper on into the forest. As they approached it, Max realized he was looking at a fire. The group continued until they had entered a small clearing. On one edge of this clearing was a huge crackling campfire. It illuminated the trees all around. Georgia set the basket down. Nodding at Sully, she reached under the lid and retrieved a large, glass bottle. Sully took the bottle from her hands, and then beckoned the group to follow. They circled the fire, and Sully took a central position. He purposefully locked eyes with Max, and then spoke. Max, we're about to begin. Tonight, we're going to take it easy, saving some extra special stuff for when you're more comfortable. But you deserve some explanation about what we're doing here. The heat from the fire seemed to grow in intensity as the man spoke. There is a special someone in our lives. He's someone we care about a lot. In a way, this is all about celebrating him. We're just going to have a good time, but in doing so, we hope to get closer to him. Max shook his head and looked around the group. All eyes were locked on him. I... I don't... I don't understand. Special someone like Jesus? Georgia and Sully suddenly broke into amused laughter. Sully then lifted the bottle to his lips and drank. Handing the bottle off to Georgia, he again addressed Max. <laughs> no, not exactly, buddy. But you're on the right track. We'll talk about it some more later tonight. The bottle passed from Georgia to the oldest boy, 
He took a lusty pull and handed it off to the next person. The bottle made its way around the circle until it was finally handed off to Max. He brought the bottle to his nose and smelled. The liquid had a sweet and almost spicy odor. He took a small sip and was surprised. It tasted delicious. He took another sip and handed the bottle off. The bottle continued on its way, turning lap after lap around the circle. The mood began to lighten. The youngest child started to giggle. The giggling soon proved infectious. Many of the children began to joke and mime. Before long, roars of laughter began to escape from the circle. The excitement was building quickly. Even Max started to feel the mood. First, cracking a smile at some of the wilder antics, giving way at last to unabashed belly laughter when the oldest boy began telling jokes. Georgia began to lead them in a campfire song, and all the children, including Max, joined with reckless abandon. The bottle made its way around the circle several more times until it was emptied, at which point it was discarded into the flames. Suddenly, Esther grabbed Max's hand and began leading him on a wild dance around the fire. The other children quickly joined in. Max could feel the exhilaration pounding in his temples. The fire and Esther became a fiery, tangled blur as he moved around the circle. In ecstasy, he allowed his mouth to hang open like a Labrador. The night air tasted like cinnamon. Suddenly, a voice could be heard above the din. Almost instantly, the other children froze, the clamor ending just as abruptly. Max was left dancing on his own for several last steps before he realized what was happening. The other children were facing out from the fire, towards the voice. Sully stood in the shadows before them, and Max could see something moving behind him. Max, I will speak for a moment mostly for your sake, but your siblings will benefit from it as well." Max swallowed and tried to quiet his buzzing mind. His balance felt off, and his vision was blurring around the edges. Sully continued, This person I mentioned to you earlier, a special someone, believe it or not, he already knows you. He actually has a great affection for you. Most importantly, he wants, he wants to live in you. Max thought this was beginning to sound suspiciously like the kinds of things he had heard on the Bible channel during Sunday mornings. To really know him back, you have to let him in. There's really only one way to do that. Transformation and reception. There are several transformations you have to go through to be ready for him. We're going to help you become what we call a natural one. You will be a walkway, a conduit to the Father. Silly closed his lips and whistled a low, curling melody. You have already begun the first transformation, and you will have a piece of the All-Father in you. That joy you felt that was his joy, and that song, that was his song. You will feel the melody every time you feel joy. 
because now it is the father feeling joy through you. Suddenly, the youngest girl toppled over onto the leaves. She tried to stand back up, but lost balance and flopped down again. Sully's serious expression disappeared, and his face cracked open into a smile. Someone began to giggle again. Georgia stifled a laugh, breaking the seal. Soon everyone was rolling with laughter at the child's antics. Sully reached into the basket and pulled out another bottle, identical to the first one. Well, I think we've had enough talking for tonight. Let's get back to the fun stuff. He took a long drink and handed the bottle off to Max. As Max lifted it to his lips, he again heard the whistle. It flowed through his ears and formed a gorgeous, swirling matrix in his eyes. He thought he had never heard something so beautiful. Episode 6. This has been Seat of the All Father. Join us next time for Episode 7. <laughs>